Welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week we are joined by Paolo. Paolo is a game developer working for Sony Santa Monica. Um, he's done work on God of War, the new one, and Firewatch. He also has an, a, just an amazing passion for the Souls games, as you're going to hear throughout the next hour or so. Um, he, it's just... His enthusiasm is infectious, which is a cliched phrase that actually applies here. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode. As always, if you want to come onto the podcast, send me an email at dguspodcast at gmail.com, and we'll get you on. Thanks, y'all. See you soon. going to be really hard because all I want to do now is talk about God of War. <laughs> I had no idea you worked for Sony Santa Monica. Like, that is awesome. <laughs> it's awesome, awesome. You know, um, it's funny because uh, when I was, you know, watching E3 is always fun because uh-huh. you can go online and you can, like, chat with your friends about, like, yeah. everything that you're seeing. And, um, like, a lot of people, like, I saw, like, God of Souls or Dark God of War and things like that because yeah, the combat like, was God a little bit more one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people had fun with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, I, I can totally see that the vibe, you know, it's sort of more like that. So uh, I can see why people say that. But yeah, yeah, we have we have so, more surprises um, coming. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're gonna kill me on this podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> now that I know I have an inside source, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, not, I'm gonna never stop bothering you. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it's. I drop like random hidden things in the podcast. I was, oh yeah, when I was in Under London and you discovered the drag that uh, that Kratos is really a dog. Oh sorry, I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 because no, probably Uncle Sony would just, I, I'm pretty sure, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm pretty sure there is a sniper somewhere outside every single developer. Uh, <laughs> just waiting. Like, yeah, just waiting for. <laughs> I don't think, um, like, this podcast isn't hugely popular or anything. Like, it only does about three, three, 300, 350 listens uh, mm-hmm. on average. So, like, even if you said anything, like, it probably just would, nobody would hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, tell me about your first Souls game. So, uh, or my from software game. <clears throat> yeah, uh, my first one was uh, Dark Souls. Just I sort of started, um, you know, you know, on a high. Like I just started with that one. Uh, it was kind of, um, it was really interesting the way um, I started playing it. So I, I, you know, uh, being a game developer, I just enjoy playing all types of game you know i play from triple a to weird indies from call of duty to gone home you know sort of i like to cover the entire spectrum uh it's kind of a justification i use it as a justification for oh i do it for my job but the reality is that i just <laughs> like to enjoy sort of the the variety that um especially that that this media is sort of showing in the in the in the in the last years and uh this friend of mine sort of you know i have this uh, buddy from college and he was like okay dude, you, you need to check this game out and I was like okay to give you a premise I'm kind of like I'm very impatient like I like playing all sorts of games but don't waste my time like I'm not I'm not going to play your game for forever if you have a bunch of filler I'm probably gonna skip it and uh, so this friend of mine said you know you need to play this game it's it's kind of hard but it's not really hard like he was trying to like now I know what he wanted to say uh, but at the time he was sort of trying to sell me on it. And I, I started playing and I was like, oh, no, this game is bullshit. This game, this is not a game. What I, in the tutorial, I walk up the stairs and a boulder just crashes me. This is, this is unfair. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it's weird, like hearing myself saying this right now. Cause of course I'm like, oh my God, am I saying that? How, how dare I say that Dark Souls was unfair? Shame on me. <laughs> you, you. You younger Paolo, you knew nothing, and um, and so yeah, like I started playing, and I um, I played it like three or four times, and every time I got to uh, Taurus Demon, and it was just like oh, I just don't get this game, and um, I I've only had this with a few games. I had it with uh, Dark Souls and Mass Effect, where 
I had to play them three or four times before then the, the right time, which for Dark Souls was probably like the fourth or the fifth, just something clicked and it's literally like waking up from a dream and you're like, whoa, wait a second, this is great. <laughs> and for Dark Souls, uh, sort of like I mentioned to you like uh, before, it was like the... Um, the, the the time that I that I that I that I actually then liked it and then I sort of my life changed sort of uh, and then I got into it was the time that I said you know what this is sort of the last chance I've been playing this for like two three out two two three times uh, this time I'm just gonna do it right I tend to like not um, you know I'm not like a crazy spoiler guy like I don't care if you spoil a game for me but I I also like getting into the game the way the designer wanted me to play. Like, I like giving the designer a chance. So I was like, let's try to, you know, I, I tried a couple of times. It's not really working out. Let's try to uh, just read as little as possible. So I just Googled the video, you know, YouTube, how to not be shit at Dark Souls. And um, and I noticed this video about rolling and invincibility frames. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And there was somebody who was basically doing a slow-mo of all the light, medium, and uh, fat rolls and mm-hmm. showing how you're invulnerable between them or not. And that to me was just, oh, wait a second. Maybe that's how you're supposed to play this game. That's the main <laughs> mechanic of this game, which I was like, <laughs> with, the, with the knowledge of now, I'm like, no, you idiot, it's not. <laughs> but... So what happened is that basically, as I started playing, uh, I remember like the um, the sort of the time that I then kept playing, uh, when I beat a silent demon, I beat him on my, well, first try because it was like, oh, that totally makes sense. When he attacks me, I just roll. And so <laughs> what happened is that the time that I played Dark Souls and I got into it, I basically up until the end did a completely light, like heavy weapon almost no armor, no shield build. And I had no idea how shields worked. Like I literally got into the game just by light rolling through everything, which is kind of crazy because uh, I, as I said, like I was uh, this this buddy of mine from college was sort of like um, uh, helping me my way through it, right? Sort of like mm-hmm. he knew what to say and what not to say, right? Which I think is really important for a game like Dark Souls. It's, it's really good having somebody who has already played it so they can give you just the minimal hint that you need without really telling you anything. Um, and I remember how, like, as I was progressing through the game, how the perspective was completely different. Because I was like, yeah, no, like the, you know, like the, the tourist demon, I beat him finally. And then there was the, the, the Drake. And then, man, the gargles were hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, well, get ready for what comes next. And you're like a few days after, of, of course, he, he like he was referring to Capra Demon. A few days after, I was like, yeah, man, I beat Capra Demon. It was kind of hard, but, you know, not that much. And he was like, wait, wait, do you mean uh, was the guy like who looked like a goat? I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of had to roll through the dogs, but I kind of I kind of did it. And he was just blown away because for a lot of people, you know, you get there and sort of the... Um, I don't mean this is any like uh, derogatory way, but like sort of the newbie way, like the when you don't know how to play Dark Souls yet, the way to beat Capra Demon is you sort of try to tank him as much as possible, which is still hard because at that level, you do really don't have like great armor mm-hmm. and, and shields with good stability, especially if you don't know where items are. Uh, so like just a bunch of things, like going through the game, I just had this super weird perspective that my friend didn't have. And it just almost looked like I was playing a different game. Like, to me, like, the Anorlander archers, I was like, well, you know, yeah, they were hard, but you just kind of roll your way through it. <laughs> and he was like, what do you mean you roll your way through it? I died 20 times. And I was like, I-, I don't know. When I see the arrow coming, I just roll. And it was just like this smug newbie sort of saying, well, the game is not that hard, which is just like... A completely different perspective on anything, but um, that's that's really funny. I heard um, a lot of people say that they had like a, a big difficulty spike, like right at the beginning, like you would expect. Uh-huh. But then they slowly yeah. but surely kind of come together. Like it's hilarious yeah. to me that you googled like basically how to get good at Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, and basically. It yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that is it was awesome. Uh, it was like just it, it was just you know like after that it was just like I think the moment just the moment that it clicked was after beating, you know, um, uh, Taurus Demon for the first time. Uh, it was just like, 
like my hands, like my controller was basically covered in sweat. Like I could not believe it. Like I was shaking and I get on the bridge and the Drake obviously just kills me. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> come on game. I'm giving you everything I have. Do you really have to take it away like that? So I get all the way back and I'm like, okay, I know that the Drake is there and I'm so far from a bonfire. And then I see the stairs on the right. And at the time, I had no idea where I was. Like, you still have no idea how well designed, especially geometrically speaking, and from a level design standpoint, that game is. And I'm like, okay, I guess I just get down these stairs. It's, it's, it's the opposite direction from the Drake. So I know this cannot be that bad. I unlock the stairs and I was like, oh, there's a bonfire. And then I get down there and literally it takes me 10 seconds of like, wait, this looks familiar. Wait a second. Oh my God. And it's just like <laughs> this enlightenment and just that was just, that just hooked me in. And that was just, that was, that it. was, that it, was huh? sort of the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Like from there to today where I played all from software games is just a blur. It's just like a roller coaster of, of fun. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a really funny story. Like, I, I don't think everyone has <laughs> yeah. ever told me that they've just like breezed through the rest of the game. Is it? Yeah. Like, do you, um, as a game designer, like, do you take, like, when you look, when you play these games, is it hard to turn off that part of your brain and, and just kind of play the game for what it is? Or are you constantly looking at it and seeing, like, okay, now I see how they did this and I see how they did mm-hmm. that? And, like, so can you turn actually, that off? Or? Yeah. So to qualify, I'm a programmer. So I'm one of the boring, I'm like graphics rendering guy, sort of core engine graphics. So I'm like, the boring part of game development, right? It's it's the guy who says, well, if we optimize the memory in this way, we get a speed of, of blah, 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 which really <laughs> basically I build the tools and the, the code to let designers and, uh, and, uh, and artists sort of make these awesome things. So I'm not really like, I like to, like, I like to approach games that way, but you know, I want to like sort of clarify that I have no sort of study and preparation in it. Uh, I actually like given, how much I play games and um, what like an integral part of my life it, they are uh, part from job and part because I, I also play them in my free time. Um, I still, luckily I still have, I try to have at least a genuine approach to them. So mm-hmm. I always try, like, I like really always giving uh, the designer a chance. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when I play the big action games, if there's like a, uh, uh, what's it called? Like a, like a chase sequence or like the classic thing of like, oh, a helicopter and now like this <laughs> the roof and you have to escape. You know, I'm not like, uh, even if it's not my favorite thing, I'm like, you know what? The designer wanted me to have this cool action sequence. Let's just play the way they wanted me to do it. Like, let's just give them a chance. And I feel like a lot of times it pays off. Like a lot of, a lot of times people try to like, well, but this is not the way I want to play this game. But the reality is that, well, you're just going to ruin your experience if you don't like, like, especially like the way some things are scripted. Like that helicopter is just going to kill you if you're going to try to loot the area while the helicopter is chasing you just the designer is telling you to run just run uh Mm -hmm. so i guess that's the only thing and sometimes as a graphics programmer i sort of like i stare like for two minutes at i don't know like you know a a thing and it's like how are they doing that that looks 3d (laughs) and and it's like most of the times it's okay apart from when i play multiplayer game and it's like oh cool they have like real-time reflections on the ground and then bam from behind just somebody shotguns me (laughs) to the face and it's like oh Right. I'm not, people are not waiting for me to appreciate the art. Okay. Um, yeah. That's really funny. Did you, um, so like you kind of roll through, no pun intended, but you kind of roll through Dark Souls 1 um, and like, I guess if you finish the game, like did you yeah. subsequently do a bunch of playthroughs at that point or did you go on to Dark Souls 2? Like, I don't, what, so, what happened next? Yeah. So to clarify, like it was a weird, like Dark Souls was a weird sort of up and down of emotions the first time because mm-hmm. I, I, I think I, it was relatively, not, I, I really don't want to say that it was, like, it was still really hard and I died an infinite amount of time, but I, it felt like I had cracked the code. So I was already sort of past the point where you're like, oh, I know that I can do this until the end of the game where I hit um, Four Kings mm-hmm. and Nido. And those, like, that was just, like, how my, like, my secret, it doesn't work anymore. They know about it. Because, like, Four Kings, 
like now it's weird because now like in my head four kings you can still roll your way through them i guess i didn't really have like a good high damage weapon at the time so maybe i didn't really know like yeah i don't know why right now like now that i think about it, it's stupid because if you roll through it four kings are actually relatively easy uh nito is just you know nito is just a dps race you sort of now i know you know you wear your your stone armor you go there you tank all the hits and then you just slap nito in the face and that's it but at the time i i those two bosses gave me a lot of trouble and then gwyn like i get to gwyn and there is this boss who is basically a Bloodborne boss. Like, he's super aggressive, right? Like, Gwyn mm-hmm. doesn't give you any opening. And, by the way, I didn't know anything about pairing because I didn't know anything about shields in the first place. So, like, I was just about to ask, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, because it's like, like, right now it's like, nope, okay, Hornet Ring, parry, half your, half your life is down. At the time, no. So, like, narratively speaking, I had this, like, amazing fight with Gwyn where I was basically just this shitty warrior with bad armor and at that point i had learned how to use shields as in ah wait no now i remember as in i equipped some shields and i was actually reading the wrong column you know how on the left dark souls has the attack types and the attack damage even for shields Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think i i i use the not the Black Knight shield. It's sort of like that black shield with the cross in front. It's a cross uh, sort of embossed into it. I don't remember mm-hmm. the name, damn it. But it's that shield, which I think has a good fire resistance. But actually, I was reading the left column, so probably I was reading good fire attack, which for a shield <laughs> is pointless anyways. Um, so I remember just the fight against Gwyn was literally just a 20 Estus just just try to tank the hit sort of like getting by with just a few hit points until at the end i succeeded and it was sort of like this it actually made the encounter way more meaningful than what it would have been had i known how the game worked Mm -hmm. uh because it it was just like this oh my god this is just so powerful and i cannot do it i'm just this shitty warrior who's supposed to take his place uh so that was sort of the the end of dark souls for, for for me and after that I I rarely replay video games because it's like okay I want to uh, I really want to like play something else, but with Dark Souls I was like yeah you know it's uh, like this, the game is just <laughs> great and like you know they play the credits and then you just wake up in the asylum, and you have that like neo moment of I I know kung fu I, I I've been here <laughs> I I can do this and like. <laughs> You also have all your old equipment. Like, that game doesn't take anything away from you. He respects the fact that you, especially during the first playthrough, you you had to hard-earn that, that equipment. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to play for 10 minutes more. So long story short, I got again to the Gargles. I beat them, and I was like, okay, I need to put this thing down because otherwise <laughs> I'm not playing anything else. Um, and so after that, I played... Dark Souls, I guess in order, I played Dark Souls 2, then Demon Souls, and then Bloodborne, and then uh, recently Dark Souls 3. So when was, oh. I guess, I, I don't think I asked this, and if you said it, I apologize, but the, what was your, when was this when you figured out, when you found Dark Souls? Like, what was right. that? What, right, right. What time was that? <clears throat> it was really, really late. It was, um, I finished playing playing Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2 had already come out. Almost almost Scar, Scar of the First Sin had already come out. Okay. So it was really, really late in the cycle, for okay. sure. Uh, and I have, like, I don't know if you're planning on doing a podcast on the beginning of um, of Dark Souls for people for each single, um, for each single, like, um, sort of uh, episode in the series. But, like, mm-hmm. I have a crazy story for every single Souls game <laughs> apart from Demon Souls. Because Dark Souls 2, uh, I'll just make them shorter just because for Dark Souls 2, what happened is that, you know, I'm like, okay, like, you know, arrogant, arrogant Paolo is like, I, I know this game. I, I know how it works. I, you know, I go my way through it. I get to Majula. Then I get to, what's it called? Like the forest with the, like the, with the giant, yeah, forest of giants. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? Something that I didn't really do in Dark Souls 1. It's uh, I didn't do that much of PvP. And 
I kind of want to do some PvP. It's like, it, I know it's a, it's an integral part of that game. Uh, and by that time, I had sort of looked all the cool, like, Vadividia's videos and speedrunners about Dark Souls 1. So I, I learned more about sort of the, the mechanics that I had not uh, experimented with uh, in Dark Souls 1. And so I was like, okay, just this game, maybe sometimes I'm going to play with people. Um, I like the first time I play through a so to sort of give some context. Uh, when I play through a Souls game, the first time I like to play on my own, like I like to play against the bosses on my own, uh, just sort of to... So I don't know why. I just sort of like to enjoy, like, I, I guess it's my bad ego that tells me, like, oh, I want to beat them the first time on my own, uh, something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, let's, you know, maybe maybe I, I'm just, and this is Dark Souls 2, maybe I'm just going to uh, get some phantoms on uh, just to play through the, maybe the uh, up until the boss. And it was, again, the first time in Dark Souls 2. So I, at the bonfire, now I forget the name, the bonfire where, where there's a merchant, like the first merchant that you meet um, in Dark Souls 2. Yeah, yeah. The, Dead uh, Bonfire. The yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that one. Um, I, I got a couple of ghosts and they sort of show me the way and I ran around with them. It's like, oh, this is fun. And then I get to the point where, again, at the time I didn't know where there's Pursuer. And I was I was gonna go forward, and they and I see them climbing the stairs, and I'm like, oh, maybe they want to show me some items. Who knows what's gonna happen? I climb, and there is this huge cutscene of this gigantic monster being dropped by an eagle, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to be it on my own. I want to be it on my own, <laughs> and I just started freaking out while these two guys basically just just ganked on him. And killed him. And I was like, no, did I just sequence break the game? Because basically, the, like, Pursuer gives you, what, 25,000 souls? And mm -hmm. I was like, no, what am I doing? So I start freaking out. And I'm like, okay, I know what to do. I'm going to put my sign down so that I get to beat Pursuer, not somebody else for me. I put my sign down and I started sort of uh, uh, getting someone in other worlds and then after two, three times, I look at my soul counter and I'm like, no, now I have 70,000 souls and I'm totally not supposed to have those souls. I broke the game. Sorry, from software, I'm impure. And like, just like the crazy, like beginning, which is, um, then, then like the rest of the game was relatively, was relatively leaner, but it's sort of like the beginning, the fact that I felt like I had, I had betrayed the game right at the first boss, uh, was sort of yeah, was sort of like a, a fun way to start Dark Souls 2. Um, <laughs> and then just did you, blood... did you end up liking Dark Souls 2? Yeah, yeah. I actually like I really like all front software games. I mean mm -hmm. it's sort of like it depends. Um it's sort of like when you see the scale of like an ant and then the world and then like I don't know the the galaxy. It's sort of like between them I certainly prefer, you know, Dark Souls is just I don't know if it's because my first one. I feel like the narrative and the level design is just unmatched in, in, in any soul game and in any video game ever. Um, and between them, like I prefer again, dark souls, but I still like all of them with respect to any other video game. Like if there is one jokingly negative thing about dark souls is that basically ruined any other video game for me. Cause it's like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> now, that. You got that Souls-itis disease where you pick yeah, up a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, this isn't Dark Souls. So why am I even playing it? And you just put it yeah, right yeah, back yeah. down. <laughs> Doctor, help me. I try to enjoy things, but they're not like Dark Souls and I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's bad because um, recently I was playing Rise of the Tomb Raider and it's mm -hmm. actually a really phenomenal game. And then I was like, the level design is not like Dark Souls though. And it's like, well, it's like you get it, you get like a really good like Mercedes or Audi, and then it's like, well, but it's not a Ferrari. Oh, I cannot drive this. Like it's sort of like <laughs> that level of yeah, douchebaggery, but uh it's it's just like the entire series, like from Demon Souls to Dark Souls 3, is just so far above any other game. It's, I really I don't know. It's just the respect for the player and the just the, like, just, I, I, re, I really just summarize it to the respect for the player and just overall the love that they put into making that game is just above everything. And it's crazy because being a developer, I know that everyone else is putting their love. Like, I know, like, the secret of game development is that anyone who is doing game development could take, could, like, 
right now, go somewhere else and make way more money. Like there isn't one person in game development who is there for the money. Like most of the jobs that you get in game development, they are better paid somewhere else. So most of the people in game development are actually just there for passion. I, I'm not trying to say, you know, I'm not trying to say like everyone is, oh, we only do it for the passion. But the reality is that everyone is there because they really, really like it. Of course, you know, with people who like it more than others and, and so on. But uh, yeah, so- software development pays a lot more outside of gaming. Um, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. There's just the, the corporate software world. This is going to, oh, yeah. you can make way more money to get doing, going over that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a much safer job because the industry is kind of, is always moving. You kind of always have to be ready to jump on the next thing and maybe move while, you know, you sort of settle down in a big company, you get well paid, you know you're going to have a job for a while. So it's, it's very like, people certainly just do that because they love it. It's it's certainly like an industry where that is true. And that's, I mean, that's part of why I like it. And like one thing that I, um, that I wanted to say was the, um, like I was saying, one thing about uh, Dark Souls is uh, like the sort of the level design and the respect they have for the player. And this is one thing that I've noticed about uh, sort of, I would say more professionally speaking, which is those guys are just good at making video games. Like I could be just a fart right now. And as a graphics programmer, I could point you out 200 things that are wrong about the Dark Souls games. But Mm -hmm. the reality is that it doesn't matter. Like the reality (laughs) is that like making a video game is always a a balance between like, oh, I can do this thing crazy well, but there are other 99 things that I really need to do. And so sometimes consistency over quality, well, consistency over like a singular thing, a singular quality uh, sort of spike actually leads to overall better quality for the game. And they're just so good at that. Like, it just feels like they're crafting these complete products that are just well set up and well... um, just well-rounded overall. And that's just like also professionally, I have a really, really a lot of respect for the way they approach their their development. Uh, even though, I mean, I don't know, uh, internally, maybe internally it's like a disaster. Every game they're freaking out. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, knowing game development, actually that's probably true because most games are like, oh my God, what are we doing until the end? And then you pull it together and you, yeah, you do it. But, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. That's really funny. Um, so you, after Dark Souls 2, which it seems like you kind of got into, you mentioned that you got more into PvP in Dark Souls 2. Is, is that yeah. something that you're still doing? Do you still do a lot of PvP? Um, I I don't. I don't know. Like, I feel like um, um, I don't, like, what I like, <clears throat> especially, again, about Dark Souls 1, like, once I learned parrying and using sort of the more quote, quote, advanced moves. Uh, Like, it feels sort of PvP takes some of that away. Uh, Mm -hmm. I also know that, I guess guess that's not true. I guess it doesn't take those away. It's just that it's a completely orthogonal set of skills that you need. Because PvP, it's more about like, oh, I need to understand how much the lag is and basically be a psychic and parry two seconds ahead of time. Or like... Or do a weird like run and turn back because I know that his character is in that position and therefore I'm going to back stack Ben. And it's I don't know, it's kind of a weird um uh yeah, it's kind of maybe maybe something that I that I don't like as much as or, or rather I don't enjoy as much as the main game. Uh I, I like like sort of some brewing and doing the the cop more than the actual verses of the of the multiplayer component. That makes sense. Yeah, I can see yeah. I can definitely see that. Are you uh? So you mentioned after Dark Two, mm-hmm. you went you went back to you must have found a PlayStation Three somewhere and decided to go back to the. Oh yeah! Stuff. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> what happened was yep. Uh, I I don't want to play Bloodborne. I think wait, Dark Souls. This was uh, September, so Bloodborne was already out in September, right? Two thousand fifteen. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, I never. Like my the last console I owned was a PS2, sort of to give you an idea. I'm very much a PC gamer, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, no, I just went out and bought a PS3 to play Demon Souls. That's like that was how much I was into it. I was like, yep, yeah, no, it's happening. Like it's it was crazy to me. Like you sort of have like one of those you wake up a morning and look yourself in the mirror and you see a different person. Like 
it was crazy to me how natural he just was. It's like, yeah, obviously I'm going to buy a PS4 just to play Demon Souls. Like, it's totally worth it. Like, like <laughs> that statement just became, like, it's weird. It's just so true that it felt like it had been true for my entire life and I just didn't know about it. And it's like, yep, it's happening. And I played Demon Souls and I had, I had a really good time. Like, I feel like the, the boss design um, in Demon Souls Less maybe on the gameplay side, but the the way they're very different from each other and the way they try to be and I and I say this not uh it with a negative connotation, but like gamey as in like, oh like this boss is actually just a maiden at the end of a cave and she's just telling you to please go away and she's just covered in blood and that's like that's all that there is to it. That's mind blowing. Like the, the <laughs> like it's crazy the like how much front software show like their art and love for the craft is just by mm-hmm. the like I I cannot find the right words to say like sort of the arrogance but in a good way I guess the confidence that they have in themselves in when developing these things it's just mind blowing like they they are able to make um. Just, I guess the word I'm looking for is noble. Like these noble things that in video game is so hard to make. You know, like how, you know, video games are like, video games are trying to be more serious. It's kind of the, um, it's kind of the, uh, the trend that is happening. That, that has been happening, you know, in the past, like in the past, I would say 10 years, like video games are trying to grow up, right? And yeah, the problem yeah. is that, it's so hard, like, you know, it's so hard to have, like, for example, a sentimental scene in a video game, like having characters kissing each other or, like, even worse, like, a sex scene or, like, or having, like, just, like, yeah, like, video games are good at doing, like, yeah, just, bro, this is some action, explosion, yeah, and then, like, an electric guitar plays in the background, no, 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 that's kind of, like, we got that, we got that right, everyone, we can do that, good, now let's try to move forward, and, um, like, I kind of wanted to, to dedicate a two-minute poetry, which I'm totally gonna fail at, to, like, um, in terms of narrative design, I feel like Artorias is just phenomenal. Like in terms mm-hmm. of fighting, I feel like the one of my most favorite fights is probably it's probably two. It's probably Manus with Ornstein and Mo, just because I mean Ornstein and Mo is just yeah. I like I have the the boss theme in my head every time, no matter what. And Manus <laughs> is just this like you know it's the best sort of beast, big beast fight that they've ever done in my opinion. But Artorius. Like, Artorius is, like, I get the chills every time I think about it. Artorius is exactly what front software can do well that other people cannot. Like, let's sort of, like, try to frame the sequence, right? Like, Artorius is this legendary knight that everyone heard about. We got that. Like, other games got that. Okay, now he's corrupted, what every other game would have done is probably like a gross looking uh, monster that probably just kills you and he's like, it's just exploding and vomiting blood everywhere. And instead, it's an empty arena. It's, it's empty. The arena is completely flat. It's a circle. There are no obstacles. It's just him. He's, he's stopping you from getting somewhere, but he doesn't really want to stop you. The music and the environment design around Artorias is a knight who wants you to kill him. And like every single time Artorias scream, in any other video game, it would have been like, yeah, isn't this badass? He's now like dark Artorias. And instead, <laughs> like they have a respect. I think that that was the word that I was looking for before. Like they have a respect for that, for that figure. And not just Artorias, like they have a respect for the way they portray him. Like he's screaming because inside... He's the knight who failed one of the most important tasks of his life. He's laid, he probably slayed dragons. He's laid everything, but he failed at the only thing he is actually famous for. He was Artorias of the, the Abyss Walker. Like, he's the one who was supposed to triumph. And even he failed at it. Like, and he's there. His body's completely broken. He's kicking your ass with his right arm. Like, he's not even supposed to use his sword with that arm. And every time 
he tries to attack, you can like I can see him inside that armor, apologize for apologizing for each attack. That's not him trying to kill you. Every scream, it's not a scream of badassery. It's a scream of suffering of him saying, "I failed, and now I have to witness me." killing all these people who are trying to then go down there and stop Manus. And it's like, how, what? Video games, can, like anything. Like I've not read a book or watched a movie that could uh, like just <laughs> that picture brings this. Up this it's kind just, of emotions, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's mind-blowing. Like I still like, I have goosebumps right now just because, because I was telling that story. is just like, I have no idea how they do it. Like it's just like sort of the secrets also from software. It's, it's phenomenal. Like... Um, you know, there's a uh, there's an interview with Miyazaki um, that where he talks about uh, very specifically not wanting to create like gross monsters. Like he wanted to right. create he wanted to create um, like uh, he wanted to evoke a sense of sadness in the player by having right. these majestic creatures like be basically on hard times. Like uh, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. with Artorias, like here's this here's this night that you've heard tales of throughout the entire game right. that's now broken and corrupted and right and basically beaten, but like can still kick your ass. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's yeah, how, yeah. That's how much of a badass he was and has so much he retains. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. interesting. They do a really good job of of showing you like broken angels almost. Absolutely, like, exactly. You, you that's a that's a really good figure, broken angel. Yeah, that's a yeah, yeah. It's 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 phenomenal, and uh, I guess. Super quickly, my stupid story about Bloodborne is that I started playing once again with my uh, buddy from college. And uh, uh, what happened there was that um, I had moved to a new place because I started uh, working here. And uh, I had gotten, finally, I had gotten a good TV, a decent TV, like nothing crazy. But, and I started playing Dark uh, Bloodborne on it. And like, you know, I, we, me and my friend were playing sort of, uh, together as in we would play and then sort of catch up and say, oh, did you do this area? How was it? And at the beginning, I was like, man, I don't know what's wrong with the role in this game, but I just cannot, like, it doesn't work for me. I don't know why. And it was just something that sort of with time sort of disappeared. Like, it was like, okay, I guess like the timing maybe was different and, um, you know, maybe now internalize the time. Fast forward mm-hmm. uh, two months ago, or maybe more, but like, I'm like, okay, I want to connect my computer to my TV. And there was a huge lag between them. And I was like, wait a second. I go to my TV settings and I discovered that there were a couple of like game mode <laughs> options like on. Post-processing stuff yeah. that you had left enabled. <laughs> I totally didn't know about it. And I like, I moved the mouse on my computer and it's like, oh my God, wait a second. Wait a second. I turn on my PS4. I literally start a new game of Bloodborne. I run, uh, you know, at the beginning of Bloodborne, you run upstairs and then you go all the way back and there's the big guy. Um, you sort of go down in the main street where the, um, where the, those like five or six people are patrolling and then if you go back mm-hmm. up to open the gate on the left where the carriage is on the left there's the first big guy right yeah do yeah. you remember okay that mm-hmm. one i literally i went there's like oh my god i need to see if this is true i parry him first time and i'm like oh my god did i just play bloodborne <laughs> with like a half second delay which which is amazing how like my body basically adapt to it right like at the beginning I was off, but the more I played Bloodborne, the more probably I instinctively internalized that delay, and then I got used to it. But I, I've been meaning to replay Bloodborne since then, um, just because, yeah, I want to... I also skipped the, the old Hunter DLC, because I had it when I played it, but I, uh, I just sort of skipped the area, because uh, I didn't know how to get there. So that's only a game I want to go back to, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the DLC is probably some of the best content. Yeah, I heard game. that. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just phenomenal. Yeah, um, basically every every time uh, we get to that topic on this podcast, like normally there's like a ten minute <laughs> derail where we just start talking about how great we like how much we like the bosses and yeah. how great they are. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's like I've been meaning to go back to it, but uh, you know, recently we were sort of like preparing for the for the demo so it was really busy at work but yeah no i i've been meaning to get back to it and, and maybe like stream it and just save it uh for myself but yeah yeah, yeah no it's uh it, it, it's up there it's up there for sure 
Are you uh are you playing any Dark Souls three at all? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I played it, finished it, just loved it. Like again, like the I feel like the narrative and the level design are not nearly as strong as the first one. Um, but the game is just I mean it's just such a good game. Like they they're just good at making those. It's it's crazy how I totally like I have the utmost respect for. Uh, a director who says, you know what? I think I experimented as much as I wanted with this series and I'm ready to move on. Like that is that is such a hard thing to do. Like when you're at the top and you're winning, you say, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm good. I'm good now. I respect him a lot for that, but I, o- I also want him to, if, if Miyazaki-san is hearing this, I'm going to buy <laughs> every game you're going to make anyway. So, you know, you're at least always gonna sell a copy and probably two but <laughs> um, i've heard um I've, I've heard that that you know they were they were real big on like this is the last souls game before the mm-hmm. game came out and um i've heard like some interviews and stuff where people are kind of trying to roll that back in a real subtle way like trying mm-hmm. to say like well maybe this was just the beginning of the end and i'm <laughs> and, like in my head like I, i'm just picturing like a guy from namco with like a big bag with a dollar sign yeah, on it yeah, sitting yeah. across from, from software and he puts like the first bag and they're like no no we're actually we're kind of we're, we're you know we, we have three games we've got other ideas and then the guy from namco reaches for another bag I'm like exactly. okay okay fine yeah, yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> just uh say stop and he just keeps putting money on the table yeah yeah, 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 yeah just keeps uh, throwing money I also on the like, table I, uh, part of me i was i was just gonna say quickly like part of me is the I'm also curious to see what they can do next, right? Like how they can apply their knowledge to other genres. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I do too, and uh, I, I, I think like a, a Bloodborne two is kind of an inevitable, inevitable thing. Yeah, just yeah. with you know, it's an exclusive. You know, Sony doesn't have a whole lot of exclusives, and the ones they do, they they definitely want to you know monetize. So I can't. I have to imagine Bloodborne Two is going to be around the corner at some point. Yeah, it's probably in um, the works right now. Yeah, we'd be surprised. If I mean, it's you, not. you might know. So if you want to drop any exclusive, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I just um, excuse me. I have this ticket to Japan. Uh, I got hired by. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, yeah, no. I, I wish I knew That's something about that. Um. But like I, I, I'm kind of with you. Like I'd, I'd love to see what else they can do like, yeah. outside of these, outside of these game worlds. Yeah. Like I, I really like Dark Souls, and I really like Dark Souls One. I think you mentioned it earlier. Like it's just about the best game ever, and yeah. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can roll with you all that way <laughs> because like stuff like Super Mario World exists, but which is probably my <laughs> yeah, number yeah. one game of all time. Makes sense. Uh, but man, it's it's, it, it. I mean, I just want to see him do something different. Like yeah. it's yeah. yeah. It, it's crazy how you say like the the you know the most favorite game. It's weird because you know when you uh, when you apply for a job as a at a video game company, usually when they sort of you know they they ask you sort of the real questions, you know like ah blah blah blah, write this algorithm on the board, and then you know they're sort of like the okay let's chill out for a second, and they ask you more like oh what do you like to play kind of question, and it's always mm-hmm. been hard to answer those because again i like such a variety of game like you know i i I particularly like the sort of um bethesda rpgs but Mm -hmm. i also like i like them at a different time i like i like them i sort of had my my top with oblivion which was my most favorite and then like the new ones are really good but it's still not it's less my genre but right now with dark souls like it's crazy how confident and just immediately answer the question uh what is your favorite dark souls the entire dark souls series just, <laughs> just pick one pick one and it's that over any yeah, other any, any of the games yeah like they all they all count yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah that's really funny um do you have like i mean is dark souls one do you think your favorite out of the out of the five that, that have been released yeah so far? i think it is uh i yeah. think it's just yeah it's yeah 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 i already i think it's yeah i think it's uh i already said why it's just yeah Definitely, like Dark Souls Three. Like I, I had like a bit of like not lack of faith, but like at the beginning I was like, okay, I get this game, and then I got to uh, is it like the Great Rot Great Rottenwood? I don't remember the the uh, cursed Greatwood. The cursed Greatwood, yeah. Uh, I I did a good mix and mash of that name, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Um, it's hard to remember all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I got to that boss, and I was like, "Man, this is this is hard." And like, I got there the wrong way, so the archer was just destroying me because I was I I got to the archer before. Sorry, I got I tried to go to the boss before I went right 
at the beginning, I like went up and talked to the archer so he wouldn't shoot me. And like, I go there and it's like, man, this is this kind of weird boss design. Like you have this crowd that you have to manage and this gigantic boss just hits you. And then I punch him one more time. I think it was just, I'm like, you know what? I was sort of like in that perfect time in Dark Souls where you lost all your souls, you have nothing else to lose, and then you just try shit. You're just like, ah, I don't know. You know, I don't have any souls. Like, I'm broke. Who cares? Yeah, just who cares? Just like, bonsai, you just run toward it. And then I, you know, I poke him one time more than I had done before. And the floor collapses. And I'm like, how could I doubt you? Of course, you had a good, like, well-designed boss that wasn't going to be like this weird, like, crowd management and, like, boss moving in a weird way. And then, like, from there, also Dark Souls 3 was like, nope, yep, yep, you, you're one of those. You're good. Good. and uh yeah it was a blast all the way all the way through uh i, I feel was... like that um it's it's not my favorite boss in the game and i was mm-hmm. I, I, unfortunately i watched uh, they released a video of that boss before mm-hmm. the game was released so I, I was kind of spoiled on like the tree getting up and the fuller collapse mm-hmm. and all that but um it's still like it's so it's such an evolution of like that puzzle boss design yeah from like like it's just such a and it's so good like and there's several bosses in dark souls 3 that like they just nail like, yeah they, you know some of the puzzle bosses like going back to demon souls and the mm-hmm. dragon god like oh that's yeah kind of the boss and then dark souls one has you know um everybody's favorite boss the uh oh my god i just uh better chaos Bad chaos, yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Which is also kind of a lame boss, but then yeah. you get to uh, Dark Souls three, and man, they just have they've just mastered that. Like they with actually, the uh, yeah. ancient wyvern and um, the oh yeah, and the uh, great king, not great king, great lord Walnir. Um, yeah, yeah, just all just fantastic bosses. I love them. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> and actually, my I think after playing through the entire Dark Souls three, my my most favorite it, it's still the. Um, the Abyss Watchers. Like, that was just... It was the first boss in Dark Souls 3 that I sort of, like, I hate saying that, but, like, I had to get good against it. I didn't know about backstabs. Well, I like... Sorry. I knew about backstabs. I didn't know you could backstab them. And mm-hmm. it was just, again, sort of like an notorious fight where I have to just roll around, sort of dodge all their attacks and find an opening. And that was also a really, really satisfying boss fight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that one's that one's a lot of fun, and it's a fun boss to like bring people into. Like, and they they give you like some uh, summon NPCs right there if you if you want to. But like, bring oh, people. I, yeah. I hung out in like Sunbird for that fight when I found it. Like, I just like camped out right there. I was like, I'm just gonna chill. I just, I'm just, down and just spend like three or four hours doing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, like, besides Dark Souls, what 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 are you playing right now? Anything that comes out to you, or is this just all Dark Souls all the time? <laughs> Yeah, it is. Um, so I just, yeah, as I said, I finished recently Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm sort of in that weird limbo of I'm playing random games here and there. Like I'm playing now a lot of uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, which, oh my God, that game. It's so, like, I've I never... Gotta, I, gotta, I gotta get put some time into that. I bought it on sale on PS4. Oh my God. I don't even think I've opened it up yet. <laughs> it's a phenomenal game, but even if you don't play it, oh my God, listen to the soundtrack. Like, I am basically just in... I mean, I, it's so good. It's I have no words. Like, it's one of the few video game soundtracks that are just I can play in the background while I do things and I never get tired of. It's so, 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 so good. <laughs> Uh, it's phenomenal, but I don't know. Yeah. Next game. I, again, I, now that maybe it's a good time, I might actually do it and, uh, get back into Bloodborne and actually do, uh, the, the sort of like a more complete run. Oh, cause also in Bloodborne, I completely and, and utterly skipped, um, is he Kane? No, Castle Castle Kanehurst. Kanehurst. Yeah, mm-hmm. I completely skipped that because it's like this weird thing that you need to get an object. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's nobody. I don't think anybody actually found out that figured that out without a guide or something. Like it, it's just it's just the most impossible thing. Like I, even when somebody told me to go back to that little statue or yeah. whatever and the handmade with Charnel Lane, like I was like, what statue were you talking about? I don't, yeah, I don't, right. <laughs> and I was like walking around. I was like, this thing is just totally unremarkable yeah. to me. It just looks like a piece of geometry. Like, it's just another piece of, like, thing that they yeah. got laying all over the ground. Which, by the way, talking once again about respect, like, how much from software is not scared? Like, 
I don't know if people know about this, but one, making video game is really hard. And second, it's really expensive. Like, mm -hmm. how cool is it that they make these things and it's like, well, you just didn't find it in your playthrough. Like, that is such a cool thing that, like, huge areas with bosses and, like, lore implications are they not... Could, are completely missable. Yeah, yeah like, there's no, there's no... It's fascinating. Um, Oh, I, lo I love that stuff, and I like the stuff that they that they do weird stuff. Like um, in Dark Souls Three, there's the thing where if you never talk to the um, merchant lady in uh -huh. Firelink Shrine, and then you find the old merchant lady in uh, Dark Firelink or whatever it's called, the Untinted Graves. Uh -huh. If you talk to that uh, merchant first and then go back, the the merchant in Firelink actually has new dialogue. Like she, she kind of, she actually acknowledges that Wait, she did that. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I totally like, didn't know this. Wait, like <laughs> if you never talk to the merchant up until you go to Darkfarling Shrine. Mm -hmm. Wow. And then because you, know, you know the 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 Firelink in uh, the Untended Graves right. has like that merchant where you can buy like Artorius's armor and some other right. stuff. Right. Talk to her and then go back to the main fire link and talk to like the merchant there. She like acknowledges that she were back. That there. is crazy. Cause yeah, like that's the weirdest stuff in the world. Like why would you, why would they yeah. even think that people would do that? Why would you not? <laughs> yeah. Why would you not talk to a merchant? Cause also like to discover, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but to discover, um, dark Firelink shrine, it takes like, that's like, I would say past the 75% of the game, right? Like, because you need to get yeah, all the absolutely. way to the end and then, like, mm -hmm. kill the dancer. Oh, with the dancer, I had this crazy thing where I also, like, I try to, like, talk to NPC a lot, especially after I saw sort of, you know, I, like, quote, quote, un understood how the game, the game logic worked in Dark Souls 1. I was like, oh, okay, I in this game, it is actually worth reading item description and talking to NPCs, which is not always true in other uh, in other video games. And so I was like, okay, I'm talking to the, um, to the, like, what is the, um, like, the old lady who is sitting on the throne uh, in the castle in Dark Souls 3 to that person which she's in the like church oh uh rosaria yeah yeah, yeah right right rosaria. Yeah, yeah yeah rosaria that's how you say it. um yeah. mm -hmm. and i talked to her and nothing was happening and it was i think it was like i i had gotten lost like i got in, into one of those things where i'm like i don't know where to go so i talked to her and she was still saying oh you still need to go to the valley and do blah 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 and so i'm like ah i know dark souls this is probably fake i kill her and then the room gets dark. And then the dancer shows up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, what have I done? I turn back and there's this, like, also the design of that. My goodness. It's just like a design oh, yeah, the animation, school. The animation alone on, on the dancer is just so have great. You, I love it. Have you noticed how the footsteps of the, of the boreal dancer are, like, the sound is suffocated? It's like, doom, doom. It sounds like as if someone is banging from a door really far in a cave. Like, it's not normal footsteps. And when you wear her armor, you are, your footsteps cha change to that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's a it's neat touch. Like, when, I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool because, like, you're already wearing this armor that has this, like, ethereal sort of veil behind you. And then as you walk, you just hear, like, to, to sort of, like, this far distant knocking sound it's i mean it's it's phenomenal yeah but uh yeah i had i don't know why i did that in dark souls 3 i was like huh let's just kill this npc oh oh i i, I did something I had, wrong uh, i had played the beta and mm -hmm. uh before it came out and the um like the dancer was like the boss in the beta. Oh. Like you just walk, you walked in that door and like the dancer was just there. And uh, huh. so like I got to that area yeah. in the main game and I was like, well, I'm not ready to go do that. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I killed Vort, and then I was like, well, now what am I? What do you mean banner is missing? I don't have a banner in my inventory. What is that? And I, finally, I was just like, well, I guess I need to go kill the dancer. And I walked right. in like the whole time expecting the dancer to pop up and never did. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah, like. Like looking behind oh, corners. God. Oh my god, it's it's gonna be here. It's gonna be here, and then nothing have. Those are the best. <laughs> like, I like how From Software also really elegantly plays with player expectation, and they know that you know. And since they know, sometimes they do it like an, an arena looking thing, and you're like, ah, I know you from software. Something is gonna happen now, and then you turn back and you look like a dope because nothing is happening. 
and you just you <laughs> yeah. just see Miyazaki face just laughing at you in the background. I think like if you look at the sun, I'm pretty sure you can see him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's again showing their 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 craft and their and their art in it. Well, Paolo, thank you so much for coming on and 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 spending an hour with me. Like, I, I really appreciate you coming on and talking. Yeah, with it me. was you're, a blast. This was, this was a delightful conversation. Yeah, like, I can tell, like, you're just like me with the enthusiasm and like this. Like, I just can't stop talking about Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there um, if people want to reach out to you or talk to you on the internet, are there some places that they can find? Oh, uh, let's see. I'm at um, at Rolling Shark on Twitter. Mostly, I retweet. Uh, things that my graphics programmer colleagues that are way smarter than me say so sometimes it gets boring sometimes i retweet funny dog gifs because i'm i'm okay. kind of yeah. i'm kind of a big deal in the funny dog gif uh you know <laughs> world <laughs> like i don't know if you knew this but you know i did not no yeah. i didn't i mean i didn't realize that there was a funny dog gif like hierarchy oh, yeah, so i didn't yeah. realize i was in, in the a, presence of like the king if on the internet you, you you say funny dog gifs and then you say rolling shark people kind of start oh my god does he know him but no no it's not true it's just uh, when i was uh the previous uh before uh working here at sony uh before i worked at um uh campo santo on uh, firewatch um and oh man you were killing me oh, that's one of my favorite oh. please continue please continue <laughs> i get to know <laughs> and i was the graphics programmer there and uh for some reason we had you know our internal uh chat programs lack um and I just became the guy who always posted funny dog gifs. So that's, I just wanted people to know that that's where that comes from. Uh, so yeah, you can see me on Twitter there. Uh, and then um, I just recently, I don't know why, I'm not a YouTuber at all. For my own thing, I'm sort of like, I started recording my playthroughs of video games and uh, I'm putting them on YouTube. So I actually recently uh, uploaded a run of Dark Souls that I did a while ago. So if you search for Dark Souls Old Bosses RTSR, which I'm pretty sure people know what it is, but in case they don't, is Red Tears and Ring. I basically did a mm -hmm. run where I beat old bosses in uh, in Red Tirson Ring range, so like below twenty percent health uh, and everything, mm -hmm. which was a really interesting run because you know things like Artorias and Ornstein and Mo were actually relatively simple, and then I spent probably three to five hours to Capra Demon. Because imagine doing Capra yeah. Demon without being able to get hit even once by the dogs. And it's yeah, like, like having no room for error. I'm yeah, sure it was, it was very, yeah, very but it was fun. Yeah. Uh, so I guess if people want to hear more in my voice and maybe see some runs, yeah, go there. But uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, um, I'll be sure to include a link in the show notes as well. Oh, thanks. Um, but thank you again for uh, coming on. I really appreciate yeah, it. It was a pleasure. As always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast on Twitter at DGUS podcast. And uh, if you want to come on and share your story, um, just send me a DM or send me an email to dguspodcast at gmail.com and we'll start talking and we'll get you on. Thank you. Thank everyone for listening. <laughs>